nature, fate, call it what you will, spawns the bizarre, the unbelievable, the terrifying, and men are its puny playthings. So it is now when even the great Batman and the vast city he loves must bow before the destroying whirlwind when tolls the hour of the beast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Brave and the Bob. And this is a special episode because it's a teensy bit of a crossover from my horror show in the fact that uh, I have uh, my Swamp Thing co-host with me here, Paul Hicks. How are you, Paul? I'm good. I've become untethered from my Swamp Thing show and I'm just drifting around in your other shows now. Mm-hmm. You, you and a couple other people are like one show away from the bingo card, man. You almost did them all now. So. Oh, next time. <laughs> <laughs> Does Swamp Thing star in any Hammer films? That's what I... <laughs> oh, I wish he did. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so you and I are going to be talking about, you know, an appearance of Swamp Thing in uh, The Brave and the Bold. It's uh, specifically issue number 122. But, you know, speaking of Swamp Thing, you know, we uh, spoke for a minute or two before the recording here and... Uh, you and a bunch of other uh, podcasting, blogging types uh, were just at a really cool show, Heroes Con, and uh, it looked like a great time was had by all, and you were able to come away with some Swamp Thing swag. So uh, why don't you talk about that experience? Well, yeah. So um, Heroes Con, is, it's, my, it's my pilgrimage. So I went five years ago, and I came back this time um, all the way across the planet to North Carolina to attend. Um, and I, apart from seeing uh, all the podcasting people who were there, so lots from our community, uh, lots of friends of ours and Shag, uh, we <laughs> really, I, I had a few collecting goals. So my main, collect, my, my number one collecting goal was to finish my um, collection of Saga of the Swamp Thing because I only needed about 30 issues to do so. Um, so, uh, that was my, no actually, no, my, my other number one goal was to get a copy of the demon number one. So, uh, by mm. Jack Kirby. Mm. No, actually, no, my other collecting goal was to not, <laughs> not start Swamp Thing volume one. Cause uh, I mean, I'm closing and I'm finishing Swamp Thing volume two and, uh, let's see, I succeeded in two of them and failed in one of them. So, uh, let's, all right. So I came away from the con only needing, uh, issues of saga of the swamp thing to finish my complete collection so uh, mm. yeah and um when i got back okay. i hit ebay uh, so i have the ones i need coming and oh and i when i was cataloging them i realized i actually needed three not two because i cannot count and um apparently the number nine can be invisible to me when the, <laughs> that happens <laughs> Well, it's so, in fairness, in fairness, uh, nines look like eights, especially if you've had a few beers or something. So, you know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, apart from scouring the con and getting all these one things, um, I bought uh, the first appearance of the demon, which I, was one I really wanted. And I think I found the only one I could find at the show. Um, and it's a very nice uh, graded nine zero uh, copy. So I, I now have one of those. And um, I was doing really well with not starting Swamp Thing vo Volume 1. And then uh, mutual friend Ryan Daly gave me a copy of Swamp Thing Volume 1, number 5. So I'm off the mark with Volume 1. And uh, my OCD will sentence me to complete that. So, yeah. <laughs> so very good. Um, and I also picked up my um, House of Secrets 92 that I bought a few years ago. So I, I have some, you know, some pretty good Swamp Thing comics now. So Yeah, wow. That's a great show right there. Yeah. So very exciting. And you, and you had to put up with Shag, but at least you forged ahead and still had a good time, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
man. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, I, I was seeing the pictures and I was like, oh, I wish I could be there. Like, this is so like, ugh. but I did the, I did stumble upon a Roy Thomas appearance coming up very soon. You know, with you know, by the time people hear this recording, it'll be you know in the past. But uh, as of right now, it's I think one week away from uh, today that we're recording that he's going to be literally within thirty minutes of my uh, residence. So. Oh, I will wow. be, uh, yeah, I'll be going to see him. I've met him once already. He was very nice, uh, very cool guy. Uh, so I just thought, you know what? I'm going to get him to uh, sign a few more things for me. And then uh, also I saw he's doing prints that he's only uh, selling and signing while he's at shows. And they look really cool. There's one that's a, I think it's, it's not the Defenders number one. It's like maybe the Marvel feature that had them on the cover. Right. One of those issues. Yeah, it's one of those. And it looks really cool. So I thought, well. I'll definitely uh, grab one of them while I'm there too. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Can't go, can't go wrong there. Right. So, all right. Well, yeah, you and I are going to be uh, diving into uh, some zany Haney here. Now uh, this, <laughs> this one uh, at times I felt like it wasn't too wild. And then I'd read some uh, bat dialogue and I thought, what is Haney doing here? <laughs> this, you, you would not be uh Again, reading this in Detective Comics or, you know, the Batman title, but uh, the, the Brave and the Bold is a different animal here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, I was waiting for the zany to show up, and it did, it did eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, things of dialogue in here. I'm sure we both saw them and uh, just got a bit of a, a laugh, because that's all you can do when you see crazy dialogue from Bob Payne. I, mean, I, thought, I thought there was some interesting botanical science as well. Mm, yeah oh yeah there's always good 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 haney science in uh in these comics as well yep absolutely comic book science there's comic book science then there's haney science <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we uh start off with the cover here now this was uh like i said brave and the bold 122 cover dated october 1975 and uh we got a cover by jim aparo uh pencils and inks colors by tatiana wood and letters by gaspar saladino so uh what are your thoughts here on this uh cover here interesting right it's orange. It's very orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which n- <laughs> yeah. not not a usual color, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows it's got it's covered in logos. So there's logos everywhere. So um, right at the top, it's got the Brave and the Bold, and it's got the DC logo, and it's got Batman, and then it's got Swamp Thing. Below that, it has a bigger the Brave and the Bold logo, and below that, it has a bigger Batman logo, and it has <laughs> a bigger Swamp Thing logo. So literally, what a third of the cover, uh, maybe a little bit more, like. Uh, 35, 40% of the cover is taken up with logos. <laughs> yeah, sev- seven logos on the front of this cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, this was the Brave and the Bold starring Batman and Swamp Thing. They they doubled down. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Increasing sizes. So, uh, yeah. And <laughs> Swamp Thing appears to be um, manacled to um, some steel beams that have been uh, put into a, some sort of T-shape. Um, and he's surrounded by... Um, it looks like a local militia, mostly sporting guns, uh, rifles are all pointing at him. Um, and there's one guy with a club who's you know, channel- channeling his caveman. Um, and Batman is, you know, at the side, cape billowing, looking fairly um, startled and ineffectual. And yeah, and there's even a, a bit of a cityscape behind that looks like, you know, post-apocalyptic because it's all the top of the building is all wrecked. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, this uh, this uh, uh, redneck with the gun says, back off, Batman. That monster wrecked our city, and we're going to kill him. And it looks like the guy's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, too, which is an interesting yeah. choice. Yeah, well, you gotta, why not be, <laughs> go Dress vigilante job you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? Because everybody else there looks like they have on, like, jackets and everything. But 
Well, I guess uh, the, the the caveman there doesn't, but uh, everybody else has like a jacket on and, you know, like it's maybe a little bit chilly out there, but not this guy. He's in a short sleeve, like Hawaiian shirt with his uh, rifle. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a little bit of uh, a text balloon saying hour of the beast at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, I'm not sure who the beast is supposed to be here because Swamp Thing just is hanging out like a regular dude there. So maybe the beast is yeah. supposed to be the uh, the rednecks here. I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting because I yeah I wasn't really sure who was the beast and I wasn't <laughs> sure what the hour was or whether it was a day or you know time is not really measured uh, successfully inside this pages of this book. Mm, no, no, and that's okay too because uh, don't worry, it, it's it, the time will be the least of our worries by the time we get to the end of this <laughs> conversation here. <laughs> But uh, all right. So, yeah, this one is called The Hour of the Beast, as we said. And it's a script uh, Zany Bob Haney, pencils, inks and letters by Jim Aparo and colors by Carl Gafford. And, you know, there's there, there's a bit of a, a synopsis, but it's kind of lengthy on like DC fandom. So I, I'm not into lengthy synopsis because, you know, you, you're going to kind of like go over, you know, the, the highlights and lowlights anyway, almost page to page. So why go into, you know, an insanely probably uh, misinformed and boring uh, synopsis? Right. Why even go there? Yeah, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, screw that. So uh, first page here, splash page. We're starting off like uh, already the action in progress where Swamp Thing, he is on the the T and he's manacled. It almost reminds me of King Kong. They had King Kong trussed up like this in that uh, original 1933 movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a huckster showing him off to the city and there's balloons around. So it really is, you know, oh, OK. So he's about to break loose and kill everyone. Uh, that's the vibe I get. <laughs> mm -hmm. and a little kid mommy can i pet him <laughs> it's like what my god i would think a child would be kind of uh, pretty afraid of swamp thing right i mean am i wrong here <laughs> uh, i don't know kids like monsters so, I mean, <laughs> that's true i don't yeah. know if they like them in real life though so and batman is thinking to himself blazes i can't believe it swamp thing here in gotham a freak on exhibition <laughs> it's like wow and then you know the next page swamp thing has his face on like you know like, help, get me out of here. You know what I mean? Like, this really sad face on there. I feel so yeah. sorry for him. Yeah, no, it's super sad Swamp Thing. He's, you know, oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like when a dog does that. Like, mm. yeah, like when it like, kind of whimpers. That's what he looks like. And we meet B.B. Uh, Riggs here with his cowboy hat and Stogie. And he's uh, telling Batman how, you know, yeah, the Swamp Thing's a sensation, unique. And he's going to make a lot of money off of uh, showing Swamp Thing around. And then uh, they do reference continuity here, which is, Bizarre for Haney. He doesn't typically do that. Uh, Batman thinks Riggs isn't aware that Swamp Thing and I have met before and in Swamp Thing number seven. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, I'm just wondering if um, Haney bothered to take a crash course on Swamp Thing just, you know, because maybe he was told, let's do a crossover with Swamp Thing. Like, I don't know anything about that. And rather than just uh, make it up, he um, he actually read something. It's That would be quite remarkable. Astonishing, yeah. Uh, maybe the editor just put it in there. You never know. <laughs> he just drew that in there. <laughs> he just said, Aparo, uh, you're the letterer. Put this little thing in there and <laughs> we'll be good to go. But yeah, it, it does show then how Swamp Thing was uh, tracked down and caught by this uh, uh, BB Riggs guy. They have, you know, they, a bunch of guys chasing him down and they have a gun or multiple guns that are, uh, they have bio blocking foam. And they squirt it on him, and he, he almost looks like Grimace from McDonald's there when they're squirting him. <laughs> yes. He's got mm. these really sad eyes, too, there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but the foam did some sort of uh, sapping of his strength as well because he was easily captured after that and he has not broken free. And, you know, we've read enough Swamp Thing to know that Swamp Thing is all about breaking free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breaking through walls, smashing stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's what he do. But, uh, yeah, the guy says the foam turned him meek as a kitten and easily caged. And Batman gets pissed. He's like, it's inhuman to display him. He's not an evil creature. And uh, Rig says, inhuman? That beast isn't a person. It's a thing, good or bad, who cares? And he's like, I've got a legal permit. And I thought, uh, is this in Gotham? Who issued that permit? Uh, Gordon, couldn't you put a stop to this? Or mm, no. <laughs> Sounds like some Republican governor. <laughs> well, that's what I thought to myself. I thought there seems to be a lot of things that go on in Gotham where Batman has to clean up the mess for the government. So I'm thinking to myself, like, when are we going full vigilante over here in America? You know, I mean. <laughs> let's be honest we're one step away <laughs> but yeah it starts uh, raining like crazy uh, so batman swings out of there but says nobody knows swamp thing helped me destroy an arch criminal i don't like him turned into a freak show and then we get a uh, a quick little you know uh, what is it one two three four panel uh, origin story where we see uh, uh, alec holland and uh, his uh, uh, assistant there doing the the formula and getting it going and then an explosion and fire and he jumps in the swamp and then he comes right back out so i don't know why that's they needed his, you know issues that's his wife this. linda yeah i don't know why they needed multiple issues to show this before they just did it four panels right <laughs> yeah well i mean it, it's a fun four panels and it's one of the great origins so mm-hmm. yeah and then i love how you know right away i thought oh this makes sense now you know uh right away here we go with the government goons so uh, there's a guy who looks pretty seedy with glasses on, and he uh, is uh, going through a file of the Swamp Thing, and it says uh, in a caption box, yes, the saga of Swamp Thing has taken many turns. For in secret building complex on the grounds of a military academy outside Washington, D.C., and this guy says, exactly, commander exhibited as a freak in Gotham City. And this commander guy says, at last, I'd given up thinking we'd never meet up with our quarry again. And again, I just, I get it that he's like kind of an anomaly, but... Why can't he? He doesn't really go out of his way to hurt anybody. Why can't they just leave him alone? Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, it, it it hints at some continuity that been chasing him for a while. So, which um, you know, we we've been reading Swamp Thing. I haven't seen the you know the government and the military involved, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it will happen at some point. Mm-hmm. And the guy says that monster must return to government custody and give up his secrets. Put Storm Unit Alpha on it. Get Swamp Thing, <laughs> and then we see a plane here. And it's funny because when I saw this plane uh, going through the air and then crashing, nowhere in those two panels, well, actually, I guess it's three when you see the dead pilot, but nowhere in those panels does it say that is specifically the, the, the government trying to, you know, do something <laughs> here. And so I thought, who the heck is it in this airplane? It's a really random meanwhile or something. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, it looks like yeah, a crappy I... little plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the guy jumped out, but he gets killed. And it says, uh, human eyes behold the pilot, nor do human eyes behold the pilot's fate in surrounding wind-whipped forests. And there he is hanging there. And back to Batman. He's uh, swinging through uh, the city. And it must be 90 degrees already. Better go check on Swamp Thing. And uh, then we see a typewriter and some flowers in an office building here. And this woman's uh, freaking out because there are just these inexplicable roots growing out of her vase with flowers and grabbing her typewriter here. Typewriters are heavy too. That's, you know, that's very strong. Yeah. Back then for sure. Yeah. 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 You're not kidding. That's a yeah. metal clunky thing. Yeah. And then we see it doing it to a car at the, 
Yeah, at the what is it, a car wash or something? Yeah, car oh, wash. Like mechanics. Yeah, you know, the guy says, "Wash it good, kid. This chariot cost me money." <laughs> chariot? <laughs> Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the oh, subway. Mr. Gets cool. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Subway. Um, yeah, subway. Vines everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trains Batman. going up. Great blazers yeah. got to get the police to got to get a police HQ fast. And I'm thinking there's people probably being killed. Why don't you stop and help them first and then go see Gordon? Uh, mm-hmm. And I love that every time we see Batman in this comic, fantastic capage behind him as he swings around. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got uh, excellent Aparo cape in this one. Yeah, he does. That bottom panel there, it's really flowing through the air. And then uh, he does. He swings back to, uh, you know, Gotham PD here and. Gordon's on the horn and he says, Batman, I know already reports flooding in every second. Come on. The lab wants us right away. And we see an unnamed scientist here. And Batman says, you say the vines come from the water supply. And the guy's like, yes, like they sprout up wherever there's a water outlet or leak. And I thought, no, not really, dude. They came out of a girl's vase. So that's not quite accurate. (laughs) Well, they didn't say that. (laughs) Yes. I like how um, Gordon looks like Colonel Sanders in the top picture. Like, like. He, he looks like he's got the full goatee um, around his face, but yeah, not just the moustache. But he, I, I, I always struck by how white-haired Gordon is in these old comics. Like he looks mm-hmm. like he's ninety-five years old. Yeah, and I will say too, Gordon in Brave and the Bold, especially, um, he he might as I don't he might as well switch to being Colonel Sanders and start making chicken for a living because he sucks at being the police commissioner. <laughs> He's really awful. Like Batman and Detective Comics, I'm sure he's he's okay in those, but he sucks in, in this comic series. He's just, he's either always screwing stuff up or giving Batman a hard time. And it's like, you know, he's like 10 times better than your entire police force, dude. <laughs> but yeah, Batman, he's looking through a microscope. And at this point, I thought, oh, they should have used like a black marker around the, the eyepiece. So he came up with a black eye after he looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> is that old trick? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then uh, if a single drop is exposed to the air, presto, a small version of the same growth that's engulfing Gotham. And sure enough, a little eyedropper, a little drop of water comes out, and there's this vine growing out of nowhere, basically. And uh, I'm thinking, okay. And the, the scientist says, we can shut down the water supply, but what's already in the mains is loaded with those green um, dots. He goes, I've already ordered the answer, and here it comes. And they have crop duster planes. Now, listen. When you're doing that over a crop, it, it, who knows what's in that stuff and getting into food and you're and you're eating food and all that stuff. That's bad enough. Now you're just basically spraying it all over people. Like, what are they thinking here? Yeah, and it, it's defoliant. So it, they're literally trying to kill every single plant in Gotham. So that would be the public parks, every you know house plant, every garden for those who are lucky enough to have a backyard or anything like that. So, yeah, <laughs> and they mm. buy planes. That's the other weird thing. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're just they're tiny little planes like you would have seen like 20 or 30 or no, more than that, like 40 years, 50 years before this. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, um, but it doesn't work, does it? <laughs> no, it just kills people, I imagine, in 20 years time. <laughs> yeah, I can I can read the headline now. <laughs> Cancer surging Gotham like 10 years later. I wonder why. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that struck me as like, what are these idiots doing? Like, I get it. You want to get those plants out of there. But, you know, if you don't evacuate the city yet, at least like, eh, I don't know about that, guys. Probably a bad idea. Again, Gordon sucks. He's the worst commissioner ever. (laughs) He literally is. But I mean, this this is the high speed of things. Like it literally goes from, you know, 
the idea is instantly acted on and is explained as it starts to happen instead of any sort of planning. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then we do get a a whirly bat appearance here. He's in that. And uh, there's a, one of these huge vines, like crushing a a building and a girl falls out of it, but he, he saves her. And then here's my first like Haneyism here. When he chucks the woman to a firefighter, like what? Have you ever heard of this term? Smoke eater. Yeah. (laughs) He just drops the girl. Catch smoke eater. I'm like, what? What is he yeah. talking about? Smoke eater? That sounds reckless and rude and impolite. So. Yeah. Jeez. Like, like, what a kind of crazy term is that? Like, what is wrong with him? But again, here we are. It's, yeah. This the is the fireman should have right? said, thanks, face puncher or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, gosh, like, yeah. Thanks, you pointy-eared imbecile or something. Like, just say something real mean to him, too. Yeah. Oh, well. Woman's sake, whatever. But I mean, I, I was like grabbing a woman with when you're in a helicopter, you know, and she was above you. That always seems a little bit dangerous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of that scene in one of the Avengers movies where uh, the Falcon goes jumping out of the building and they just turn it sideways to, you know, let him fall into it. I'm like, yeah, OK. <laughs> I, I think that was uh, not Civil War, but the Captain America Winter Soldier. I think that was. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, that'll work every time. Sure. <laughs> Jumping out of like a, you know, a hundred story building into the side of a helicopter as it turns yeah. to let you come in through the thing. There. Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm. But yeah, the, uh, the smoke eaters then, uh, uh, are trying to evacuate the building, et cetera, et cetera. But again, Batman is supposed to be going to see how Swamp Thing is. And he's being like heckled, beat up, shot at an ax. You know, like these people are going bananas here. Like to me, I'm just getting out of the city. I don't care who or what's responsible for this. I'm not going to find somebody I think is responsible to like beat up on them. I'm getting out. Yeah. And also the priorities are like they're going that monster. Somehow it's the cause. And it's like, no, it would be the guy who brought Swamp Thing to town. If anyone is to blame. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, go uh, yeah. Yeah. Get reeks. Yeah, but they, um, yeah, they beat up Swamp Thing, but he, then he's freed by some laser from the sky um, which is a very accurate use of a laser from the sky. And then he's um, grabbed by a, a helicopter, which is controlled by Storm Unit Alpha. We could call them Sewer, if you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they've grabbed Swamp Thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Batman spots this. Mm-hmm. And he does something very interesting as well. He uh, saves Swamp Thing by going next to this crazy chopper of theirs and using the propeller blade to cut through the harness that picked up Swamp Thing. <laughs> again i'm like what is the uh, probability of that working probably pretty low yeah um and it dunks him and swamp thing in the drink with the whirly bat as well so they're you know but they're looks like they're near a bridge so they clamber onto the bridge supports underneath and uh batman has a one-way com- conversation with swamp thing about um how you helped me before <laughs> and will you help me now and, yeah uh, i was yeah, i was wondering yeah, what's what? what something has this Swamp massive. Thing? He has this massive internal dialogue, and then eventually says yes. <laughs> yeah, I I was wondering what you thought of his internal dialogue here. I thought, you know, this is, I I didn't know, like, you know, we're we're at the point that where David Michelini is writing, you know, the Swamp Thing that we're covering on the uh, Bronze Age of Horror Comics, and I thought to myself, I don't know. Would I, at first I thought no way he would write this, and then I thought, well, maybe he would. But does this? How does that sound to you? His internal dialogue here. He says help those who gawked at me, attacked me, rescue my tormentors, 
And he goes, but I will. If only to shame their rotten souls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought, mm, I don't know about that. But then I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, I think Alan Moore's Swamp Thing would probably kill lots of people at this point. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're finally evacuating the city after they've all been sprayed with pesticides. Well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, they start making their way to the... Um, well, I don't know where they're going. They're going somewhere to find out more information. But, um, yeah, Swamp Thing gets attacked with a flamethrower and then uh, a bit of building falls on him. So the, this is our second cliffhanger of the issue with Swamp Thing, you know, crushed and smoking and Batman looks upset. Not smoking mm-hmm. a cigar, you know, or a cigarette, you know, smoking from being burnt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I was and this is another part two. this uh, next page here, you know, for part three. Uh, Swamp Thing starts to wake up and he says exploding bog gas and toppling oaks have done worse in my bayou home Batman this was nothing and then uh, the soldier says it it's alive Batman I thought it was part of the vines I got orders to try and burn out their roots but it doesn't work they're flame resistant and Batman is pointing with his thumb and says okay soldier you'd better get out of here and I thought <laughs> is he saying that because Swamp Thing's gonna like whoop him or what yeah and we've all had exploding Bog gas in our times. So. I was, was going to say, that sounds like a, a, a Taco Bell night or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But back to the government stooges. And this uh, commander guy says, so Batman stole the Swamp Thing back. Bad news. But it'll be even worse if the public finds out that it was one of our research planes carrying experimental biospores that crashed into Gotham's upstate reservoir. So that plane crash we saw earlier was the stupid government. Uh, if you can't trust the military-industrial complex, who can you trust? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, uh, and I love how it wasn't like, let's help fix this problem. It was just like, uh, right away, eh, let Gotham fix their own problem. We just need to get the Swamp Thing. It was like, no, you need to go fix this problem first, then worry about Swamp Thing. They didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> I am so sick of this sort of political agenda in our comics, this wokeness. It's just you know, <laughs> pervading everything, Billy. It's disgusting. <laughs> it, it's ruining it. But uh, the guy does say then, too, top priority now is destroying that vine invasion. It's like, okay, great that your your priorities finally straight with our own super defoliant Crimson 13. So, again, (laughs) if everybody's not out of Gotham yet, which we know, like the, the, the police and fire, all those people are not. Batman's not, Swamp Thing's not, but they're basically saying we're going to use this other crazy, you know, chemical that's going to be 10 times worse and probably will kill everyone still in the city. We're good with that. Ask your doctor if Crimson 13 is good for you. I, certain side effects like diarrhea, stomach pains. It's like, what? <laughs> My gosh, it's crazy. And then the street begins collapsing and uh, Batman says, jump and grab. And the two of them do that. And then they're just hanging there. And, uh, you know, Swamp Thing is like, you know what? Maybe I can just rip these roots out of the ground, which sounds like a great idea. But he struggles to get one huge one ripped out of the ground. And he kind of falls over, and it looks like he actually speaks to Batman here. Yeah, yeah. And he says, I'm half exhausted, never be able to uproot them all. We're licked, Batman. But, <laughs> yeah, have you ever tried to uproot a tree? It is a hell of a lot of work. Uh, like, yeah, the, I would the try roots that. roots go before. everywhere. It's not just, you know, what you see above. It's, you know, incredibly hard below the surface. So, Well, I can tell you right now, I would much rather try to uproot a tree than to look at another human being and say, I'm licked. 
That's just not happening. <laughs> no, we're leaked. <laughs> yeah, no. We're both leaked. That's <laughs> not happening. So, yeah, uh, Batman then says, Gordon to Batman, return at once. We found something. And I thought, return from where? Was he hightailing out of Gotham, too, because he was going to get gassed? Yeah, I, I don't know. They make it back to a lab, finally. <laughs> and it's yeah. More a microscope time. Now, this is some incredibly uh, precise science, and I was, you know, very... Um, straight out of the journals and uh, scientific american i'd say mm, absolutely yeah uh, batman this may be it take a look through the microscope and the green dots or vine spores one in each colony has a tiny brown gene speck which ex when exposed to air triggers the galloping growth and you don't see any brown specks by the way uh, it no. says once it starts to grow that gene speck becomes a spiraling slender stripe on one vine the colony's King root. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me, uh, it's a trope in many uh, science fiction films where there's one thing you destroy and it takes out the entire army. Um, so this is the uh, the plant equivalent of that. So, you know, I'm thinking of like the, the Phantom Menace with the droid army being controlled by the, the spaceship in the sky and... Um, Starship Troopers, where you take out the brain bug, you know, this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Mm. It's a design weakness that's very convenient for resolving plots that are fairly complicated. So, I do like how the scientist does say, though, destroy it and the colony should die. He's, he's, not, he's not cashing any checks yet. He's like, listen, if this goes wrong, don't come back here and blame me. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, pal. <laughs> but there's Colonel Sanders again. Yeah. The building shuddering, <laughs> and Batman's off again. He's like, "Let's go! I've stopped for enough time now. It's time to do some action. I'm going after the King Root." <laughs> mm -hmm. And that that goes uh, very interesting. So uh, we he goes back to where the spot was where Swamp Thing was at, where he told him to just stay here, and uh, he didn't. So it, we see now Swamp Thing's kind of on the move. And I'm not sure what he's up to. The, the caption box, you know, just doesn't even say what he's doing. He's just creeping around. And we see that, uh, the heck was that guy's name? Something Riggs? BB Riggs. Riggs. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, following him and thinking to himself, he's trying to escape my foam shooting rifle. But BB Riggs isn't losing the biggest freak attraction of the ages. And he's like hunting him down here again. And he's in my sights. And just as he's about to pull the trigger, Batman comes flying in from behind and drop kicks Riggs here. No, you don't, Riggs. And then grabs him <laughs> by the scruff of the shirt. And I love Batman's dialogue here. What did you think of this? You selfish crumb. Swamp thinks this city's only hope. Bug out or I'll crack your greedy skull. <laughs> I'm like, wow. He's like, like, basically spill the guy's brain out on the sidewalk. I'm like, listen to him. Well, I mean, the panel where he kicks him in the back, it looks like he's a quadriplegic after that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a rough one. Gosh, yeah. And then the guy goes, T take it easy, Batman. I, I didn't know. <laughs> Got to catch him. And Batman goes running after him. And there's some more capage for you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now the carny is working with them. So. Yeah, he's he yeah. switched over after getting threatened to be killed. <laughs> so the military, the bad guys and the carny is the good guys. I just don't know about this. Mm, well, Swamp Thing thinks to himself, you want me to find that King Root in this? It's hopeless. And Batman says, what? You can't quit on me now, you living nightmare. I just <laughs> saved your raunchy hide. <laughs> so I'm like, what? 
like Batman. <laughs> really? Is this the time to go rogue on your like partner here? <laughs> That's convincing a lot in one sentence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then not only that, I'm thinking it looks like a thought bubble by Swamp Thing, but it looks like Batman's answering what he said. So I thought, is that supposed to be a speech bubble then? I, I don't know. Yeah. A little yeah. confused you, by that. You use psychology on the monster, a eh, bat. It's like and <laughs> you sex, sexual pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you living nightmare. I just said you're raunchy high. Like, wow. He's really getting crazy here. But then uh, he thinks to himself, you use psychology on the monster. Eh, Batman, shame me. Get me angry enough to go on. No need. I admire your guts and honesty. Come. And <laughs> then the next caption box says, like pygmies lost in a gigantic forest, the duo searches. And I thought, I don't know. There's, I think there's a better term for that, isn't there? Maybe maybe in 1970, whatever we're in here, yeah. there wasn't, I guess. But I was like, uh, I don't know about that. But yeah, I guess 1975, okay, it's passable. But uh, they do find some kid. Of course, there's a kid that's lost and stuck between, you know, a bunch of the vines. They're, they're going to get him. And he uh, knows it's the king root because it has a brown stripe on it. And he got to save the kid. So Batman takes the easy route. He's like, oh, I'll save the kid. Swamp Thing, you stop the king root. But just as that's happening, right, here comes the army. <laughs> it's Crimson 13 to kill everyone who's not already dead. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's going to come right down on Batman and this kid, but he does whip his crazy bat cape around over the himself and the kid. Yeah, so, well, that'll save them. I mean, the capes are pretty durable in the DC Universe. But, um, yeah, meanwhile, Swamp Thing is getting coated with the stuff and his arms are melting away and his legs are melting away. But he manages to have enough um, body to pull out the king root just as this is all happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Batman yells up at them as if they'd hear him anyway. Stop, you fools. It's not hurting the vines. No use. How could they hear me? I'm like, well, if you know they ain't going to hear you, why'd you yell? <laughs> idiot. Like, he's been hanging around Gordon too much. Yeah, but as Swamp Thing succeeds, he's going, you did it! And I wanted him to say, you sexy beast! <laughs> <laughs> and we, we get a nice uh, butt shot of Swamp Thing there as he's falling down. Yeah. <laughs> On full display there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like two oversized potatoes stuck to the back of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the brown, the vine's turning brown, withering. Swamp Thing! And uh, we have the crazy, like, shock lines around Batman's face. And uh, I guess the gas is all gone already, even though the sky is nothing but pink because he has the kid creeping out from underneath his cape. So, again, that kid's going to be in the hospital real soon. Yeah. Way to go, Batman. <laughs> uh, but uh, someone tells the commissioner, Commissioner, the vines, they're dying. Those government choppers saved Gotham. Batman wasn't needed. Oh, dear. Mm, I don't know if Batman wasn't needed is the right thing to say there. He he, he did more than Gordon, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, and the, uh, everyone's kind of missed the fact that it was Swamp Thing who pulled up the king root and destroyed all the plants. So, yeah. So mm -hmm. Anyway, well, people yeah. often get the wrong message from things. Well, it happens all the time. Yeah, so uh, Batman, and I keep wanting to call this guy Joe Bob Briggs, but it's B.B. Briggs, uh, are loading uh, Swamp Thing into the back of a, I don't know if it's just a, a random van that this guy has because he's like a carny. And uh, Batman says, thanks for helping, Riggs. Now we've got to get him away before people return. And I'm thinking, he's dead. What do you mean, they have to get him away? Uh, but shortly, and Batman waving so long, kid, remember, keep our secret. What secret? <laughs> What's he talking about? <laughs> Batman's lost it here. You, you bet, Batman, the little kid says. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I've got to keep the uh, the true cause of the solution a mystery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, they drive Swamp Thing many hours and miles later and they dump him in a swamp and that restores him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love this. <laughs> this made me laugh so much. As Swamp Thing's walking away in the final panel, uh, BB Rick said, well, there goes a million bucks, Batman. But if ever someone deserved freedom, it's that noble Swamp Thing. And so Batman says, I'm into that, BB. But Swamp Thing, he looks like as he's walking off, he's flipping them the bird. He's giving them the finger. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> I thought, well, I mean, let's be honest here. He he really got the raw end of this deal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But when they dump him in the swamp, there's a caption box, and it reads, many hours and miles later, where the peace of the primeval bog reigns apart from noisy, spoiling mankind. I was like, wow, okay, Haiti, calm down. <laughs> And it doesn't take but what a minute here, and it restores him to like full vigor. Yeah, grows him back. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, off finger. <laughs> yeah. Get in and get out. That's what um Haney's doing here. So. And the caption box does say, if you just look at the first sentence or the first uh, few words, and now with a gesture. <laughs> so I mean, maybe it's a, an obscene <laughs> gesture. You know, you never know. But it, that is half salute, half farewell. Well, it could, the number one salute. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, great. <laughs> now, I reckon Alan Moore read this comic and just thought, hey, I'd like to redo this, but make it all actually done by Swamp Thing. So, uh, you know, and because there is that famous uh, story arc where um, Abby gets kidnapped by people in Gotham and imprisoned, and he, uh, Swamp Thing goes to Gotham and basically, you know, starts a lot of stuff, uh, mm -hmm. smashes everything up. So. Yeah, I would not be surprised if this was the inspiration for that. It definitely could be. Obviously, he's got a uh, sour taste in his mouth about Gotham here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, I mean, what did we learn here? You can always count on the military to screw things up and then come in at the end and look like the hero. Um, and even even though they probably poisoned half the city, that's great. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of realism in this comic. <laughs> 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 who, who knew and, bob haney right <laughs> <laughs> and batman is easily distracted in the battle with uh you know swamp things raunchy hide <laughs> oh man yeah it's just uh yeah maybe haney's like you know you know a soothsayer here he saw this all coming man <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic fantastic so uh what about anything else here what did you think of this one overall it's kind of crazy but fun it's fun i mean it's not um haney doesn't um compromise any of the characters like they're basically it's batman and it's swamp thing and there's nothing really apart from some quirky dialogue there's nothing wrong with the depictions of either of them so you know it, it's solid I, I i think you know having it in this you know it's in the uh omnibus as part of one of the chapters so after all these swamp thing issues they've just slipped it in i presume chronologically so it fits here very well it doesn't seem out of place yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was I was really shocked. It, you know, Batman and Swamp Thing weren't a little more off model than, you know, like you said, like we've been reading in the Swamp Thing title. It was it was actually pretty good. Like, I don't know, maybe. Hey, maybe Haney actually decided to do his homework here since he probably had never written Swamp Thing before and said to Dave Michelini, like, hey, man, 
what's going on over there in your book? Let me read a couple issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not zany enough would be my my take on this, but um, you know, certainly a very entertaining comic. And it's only what eighteen pages, and it moves like the clappers. Like all sorts of things happen through throughout it. Like yeah, every page of the scene is shifting, and there's a new wrinkle in the adventure. Yeah, and from an artwork standpoint, I, it's great. I mean, Aparo, he and Haney, you know, were, to me, were are a great team, even if sometimes Haney's stories were a bit off the wall. Uh, they were a pretty good team that the artwork usually always kind of conveyed what was supposed to be going on there. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not just Batman. It's like the cityscape and the bridges and things like that and the traffic and the people. It's all, you know, it all looks effortless when Aparo does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, he always like when I think of Batman in my head, it's a Paro's Batman that I think of. And some of these faces, you know, when you see the the, the uh, military guys and stuff like that. I don't know that he was a photo reference guy, but some of them look like very, you know, like like faces you would recognize in a crowd. They don't look off. You know, I mean, they look like regular people that you would see just, you know, on television or walking down the street or whatever. He just draws regular people. Yeah, and I must admit my uh, exposure to um, Aparo was probably later, you know, around Nightfall. Um, so seeing this, I mean, I, I think he's got a, a looseness that um, sort of had evolved out of his style by then. So, you know, I, I really like it. Like, you could look at this and go, oh, it's Neil Adams at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love Aparo best when he's his pencil, he pencils and inks himself. I've seen yeah. some things where other people inked them. And again, it wasn't bad, but it just, to me, wasn't at the same level as when yeah. he did it himself. Maybe that's what stiffens the art up. Mm. Yeah, it's and again, he uh, lettered a lot of his own uh, books as well. So that was pretty cool. I mean, you had Haney would write a story and he did all that. And then, uh, you know, you just had to get a colorist to do their thing. And then, boom, you had an issue out. So I imagine that's probably, and he, like you said, it was only 18 pages. It's not like it's. 23 24 25 pages it was you know they could probably knock these out pretty quick mm, yeah yeah mm. good stuff Enjoy. <laughs> yeah big big time fun issue yeah absolutely man so all right well i uh, thank you for being on here my friend this was a, a blast uh, like we said we just need to think of a movie we can talk about and then you'll be set you'll <laughs> you'll have made the grand tour <laughs> so uh um, if anybody's looking to find you out there i know waiting for doom.com that's kind of like a, a one-stop shop for everything right yeah, yeah, that's where you can see all the shows that I'm involved with. Um, so, yeah, there's always something happening there, mostly Doom Patrol talk. But, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, if you like my comedic stylings, this is kind of what I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so is there uh, anything coming up for uh, DCOCD? Is anything in the works there? I know you were doing, like, event by event. Uh, we're on a hiatus at the moment. We're letting new events build up a bit so we can cover a few at a, a time. So, yeah, we need a little bit a little bit of space. So we'll be probably coming back. Yeah, we're probably going to take at least another 12 months before we come back. So, But, uh, you know, we'll be filling in the gaps. I've, I'm trying to do some very niche um, dial for flangers on whatever strikes my fancy so uh, it, it will be comic related so i uh, i oh one thing i, I want to do an episode on that new um skybound comic void rivals with ryan daly because that is a very mm. interesting comic so we might be talking about the secret stuff that's spinning out of that that uh, people didn't know about until they read the comic so uh yeah um uh, it's, it's i'm not gonna give it away completely but there's something at the end of that comic that's 
more than meets the eye, if you take my meaning. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then there is, there, there is Doom Patrol current right now, too. So you guys are, you know, uh, running through that, right? Yeah, yeah. We're covering Unstoppable Doom Patrol, so which is the, the current Doom Patrol, which is uh, much more mainstream DC Universe Doom Patrol than we've had for many, many decades. So I'm enjoying that very much. Mm, fantastic. So, yeah, everybody get out there and uh, hit up WaitingForDoom.com. And uh, you can, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's got everything right there. You know, you have email there for feedback and everything like that right then and there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Billy. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, thank you for coming on, Paul. This was a blast and looking forward to, uh, you know, talking more Swamp Thing with you on the horror show as well. <laughs> sure. All right, my friend. Uh, let's get out of here and uh, wrap things up. In 2014, two comic fans joined forces to do a Doom Patrol podcast. As there was no Doom Patrol comic series at the time, they called it Waiting for Doom. That was us, me, Mike, and him, Paul. In 2016, DC Comics became fearful of the power of Waiting for Doom and sought to appease us by bringing the comic back. Uh, that's not exactly how it went. In 2018, terrified of the sheer horde organising power of Waiting for Doom, DC Universe announced a Doom Patrol TV show. Uh, I think they were planning that without us. In 2019, they again brought back the Doom Patrol comic, hoping we would not smite them. Uh, th this makes no sense. In 2021, they realised we were the most unstoppable force in existence and released the Doom Patrol movie. Uh, this is pure fantasy now. In 2022, a terrified Motion Picture Academy awarded the Doom Patrol movie every single Oscar, including Best Documentary and Foreign Language Film. That, that's enough, Paul. Look, we just love the Doom Patrol and have fun talking about them. You can find us on all podcast places and now Spotify. And check out our website, waitingfordoom.com, or we will wipe you out, all of you. <laughs>